I don't want to talk. Breaking Beige is the journey of three 30-something mums trying to figure out who the hell they are post-babies. We can't be the only ones who feel like this. Who the fuck are we now? Just a mum is wearing thin. We want more. Finding our strengths, ditching the activewear and washing our hair. This is the journey of how we will gain our self-worth back and inspire you to do the same. Break the beige. Be a hot bitch. I don't want to talk. Hey. hey guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> we have a little special guest here with us today. Um, Amy Luttrell is here with us um, today on the potty. We're very excited to have her with us. So I'll just do a quick intro about Amy. Um, Amy lives here in Awakura with us. Not with us. Not in our house. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has her own, her own home in um, Awakura. But she... We... Uh, recently went to a course, you would have seen us um, on our stories and stuff, we um, went to a course that Amy ran. So Amy's got this amazing business called Be Well Good Creative. That's right, eh? Yes, Be, Be well, well and Good. Be Well and Good Creative. Um, she works with uh, businesses that are just reaching pinch points. Is that kind of right? Yeah, what do you mean by pinch points? Well, just struggles. Well, not struggles, but, you know, they're having a bit of a block. Yeah, we so work with businesses who are either at the startup stages or this kind of midpoint where they're looking at pivoting or making some changes or at the end of their business journey and looking at either starting something new or getting a job or completing yeah, cool. altogether. So it's kind of that full cycle of business. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So Amy is a born creative, a boss bitch who has made her own way in the world and created her own career by honing in on her strengths and what she enjoys the most. Amy proudly and confidently tries new experiences and happily expresses herself without fear of judgment. <laughs> she knows who she is. She acknowledges her strengths and weaknesses with ease and is a prime example of stay in your lane. Amy's life is not without its challenges, and she believes this has helped her gain such strength and clarity that she's actually benefited from it. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear Amy's story. Um, yeah, she's a bit of a friggin' weapon, a man, Renee, up fangirls. 100% full fangirl. Full <laughs> fangirls. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, ladies. So we're just going to start with our ins and outs. Um, Renee, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, my ins and outs today are kind of the same thing. Um, Mace is actually homesick today and in the room listening. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, oh, mum, what are you going to talk about today? <laughs> so Mace is our early riser in the morning when he gets up for school. He's up at like 5.30 and he comes to me at 6 o'clock and he's like, mum, I'm ready. And I'm like, cool, mate. <laughs> I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. <laughs> and at 10 to 6 the morning when I was like sound asleep, he comes and he goes, hey, mum, can I get a mullet? And I was like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, I just want it all shaved on the top and like leave my back bit. And I was like, sure, whatever, get a mullet. And then we kind of carried on with our morning. I got up and got ready. And he was like, so can we get the clippers out? Like, can we do my mullet now? And I'm like, you're not having a mullet. And he goes, I asked you this morning when you were in bed. I was like, yeah, I was half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of got this like bro hawk mullet type thing. So it kind of merges nicely. But he full blown wants to like shave number four and just leave this like party at the back. 
and it's been big family discussions like Nath is not king he's all about look respectable you know but I'm kind of with Mace on this one I also can't stand mullets but if this is what he wants as a 10 year old boy I kind of feel like let him have it and express himself yeah yeah so 3 30 this afternoon we're going in and he's getting a haircut really? and it's gonna be a mullet <laughs> oh my God. so don't judge me in my parenting I and my child dodged the mullet for this long well we kind of went there but when it starts getting past his shoulders i'm like let's tidy it up a bit but he's obsessed with the mullet so ins and outs are mullets but just Valid. let him do his thing, right? Valid ins and outs. <laughs> like, Nate's like, you're not 18 yet. When you're 18, you can make this decision. But That's, that's tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tattoo. Um, <clears throat> I totally agree. Like, I would not let Ted get a mullet. Mm. Absolutely would not let that happen. I was definitely more like that when they were toddlers and dressed them nicely and all that kind of stuff. But when they do get to an age that they want something so bad, mm-hmm. I'm like... Just get it, you know, like, yeah. not like something like a bike or whatever, yeah. but if this is how you want to express yourself, then have a mullet. Great. So we're going to do I'm it. I'm going to have to learn a bit from you about that because <laughs> I am the worst when it comes to that sort of stuff. I'm like, no, just be a nice little boy. <laughs> nice little boys have like little bowl cuts. <laughs> yeah, know, Does right? Ted have a mullet? No, oh. he doesn't. <laughs> we started the horsey with him the way, like, Auntie Nao, I plaited the, the back of his hair. The kids, so the horsey is like a plait. Yeah. And whether you've got a bowl cut or whatever, you just plait it and it just like flickers just in the Just a little wind. like ratty tail yep. plait, yeah. And he was just like, Mace has got one. Like, Mace, I feel like, is going to be a trendsetter. Because Nath was just like, who's got this? Where did this come from? Has yeah. one of your friends got one? And Mace is like, no, I just want to do it. Yeah. So, sorry, Oakata, watch this space. It's going to be mullets all around. <laughs> so good. I've been watching the David Beckham documentary. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I love it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, not, I'm not into football one is David Beckham your in yeah well yeah <laughs> he is a honey well so. I never was a big fan of Dave and Victoria but like you know who they are but yeah. after watching this I was kind of like I don't envy their life at all nah, real hard but he was a real trendsetter in the mm. haircut department yes like remember when he got that baldy eh? harder, yeah so hot <laughs> But like fully influenced a nation of little boys to get like That's right. shaved heads, mohawks, like it was just wild. Yeah. So maybe Mace has seen it on a rugby player. Maybe. Amy, what's your ins and outs, gal? Yeah, good question. Ins at the moment are decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and outs is caffeinated coffee. <laughs> Do you find it a big taste difference? No, the taste is still the same, but I don't get that hit. So although I did have a caffeinated coffee this morning, and I'm buzzing off that. Yeah. <laughs> so you still well, get the buzz. Is it a good buzz, or just sometimes it makes you feel a bit anxious? It makes me feel a bit anxious. Same. And I think it's a hormonal thing, because yep. it started probably over the last 12 months. Mm. Ah. And so maybe I'm edging perimenopause, or... Dear we say that word, oh, but I agree, yeah. <laughs> and so... Yeah, feeling good to have it out, but missing it, missing that hit. Mm. I was getting real like buzzy from bought coffee. Yeah, I think I that's more grunty. Yeah. Probably like, drinking too much. So grunty. Yeah, but I can have like three 
instant coffees at home and be sweet as. Mm. Yeah. Well, I remember there was a time I would have triple shot coffees. Oh, oh my God. So maybe I've just been drinking too much. Triple too many shots. Shot yeah. Coffee. It was a while ago. But How bad are you? <laughs> yeah. So wow the decaf way. is in and I'm feeling decaf good. Is in. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, what about you, Kate? My out. Fuck's sakes. My out is um, we've got these five kittens. Talked about yeah. that. Renee's dead <laughs> about it. This morning we were leaving to go to school and this kitten got out, ran over to the corner of the room and peed all over the curtain. Mm. Oh, no. And I was just dying because, you know, like, you the know, smell. the smell. smell. It's so bad. And so I instantly went over and, like, washed it out and, but the curtains are like sewn onto the curtain rail, so I can't like throw it in the wash. I had to like scrub it out, which is fine. But you know, like, you know, that smell of cat and like cat wee, cat poo. Cat like, wee is the worst. Yeah. yeah. And then time's up by five because it's just a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just a bit done with the kittens. We've managed to rehome two of them. And then, so we've got three to go. We'll get there. So that's definitely my out for the day. In is just, I've been trying to be super grateful, even though I feel really busy mm. and really stressy this week. Mm. Well, it's that time of year, right? I reckon it's just like ingrained in your body that when you know Christmas is coming, as a parent. You get tired. Yeah. Like your body just starts going, oh, it's nearly holiday time. Mm. I think it's collective too, hey? Like I feel, I can feel it from everyone. So I'm Me almost yeah. feeling exhausted from the energy. Yeah. So how do you be grateful? What do you do? I just voice it. Like instead of being like, oh, like I've found lately that heaps of people, wherever you go, are like, oh, how are you going? Is it busy? Like... That word, busy word, busy, busy, and I just make sure that I always say, "Yeah, it's, yeah, I had a real busy day, but I'm like thankful for it." You know, like it was awesome, and it just it was awesome, and it just switches my yeah. brain to thinking it was a positive busy. Mm. That's everybody's asking me at the moment because it's you know busy at it's this just, time of year for the salon, yeah, but. I, my answer is because I get asked like from friends, how are you feeling, you know, leading up yeah. to Christmas and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but my head's in the game because it's like this every year. Yeah. And it's also real positive because everyone's excited for Christmas. They're happy to have their lash lift or their toes painted yeah. or their skincare or whatever. So you actually, if you get your energy from people, I finish like, I'll finish at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night and I can't get to sleep till midnight in a positive way because I'm buzzing off them mm. and I don't know it's just a feel good but it's exhausting so it's mm. both so I know exactly what you mean my kids are hammered at the moment mm. and I feel like I can't wake up in the mornings but anyway we'll get there <laughs> are you okay a couple of weeks to go guys <laughs> um Amy 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 <laughs> Amy's feeling very vulnerable this morning yeah, I'm feeling nervous. I don't want you to feel nervous. It's not. It's, it's not natural. Yeah. I'm actually like I'm all for nerves and embracing new challenges. Yeah, cool. Um, 
This like is being on your podcast. You. <laughs> I'm like, teach me your ways, sensei. <laughs> sensei. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me. No, I feel thank very you. privileged to be on your podcast. And oh, cute. We love that. Nah, you're a weapon, babe. I think you've got so many good things to share, so I'm up for it. So let's start off. Tell me a little bit about, because you obviously grew up here in Taranaki. Yes. Was it Openaki? No, no, I grew no. up in New Plymouth. Oh, in New Plymouth. Yeah, so okay. Taranaki. And I moved here when I was three. Okay. So I was born in Auckland. Oh. Yes. And then um, when my parents split, we moved here with my mum. Okay. And um, yeah, my brothers and I moved here with my mum and we blended our family. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I grew up with a stepdad and, um, and a stepmum. So we had two two families that yeah. we would travel between Taranaki and Auckland oh. for a lot of my childhood, childhood yeah. yeah cool nice um and so you went to school you guys went to school together no I so I know well my first introduction to Amy is that she married Willis what do you call him Willis or Gareth Willis. Willis. So <laughs> not Gareth. <laughs> it's so weird, eh? To call Your two him. Names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Gareth Willis's family was our neighbours, basically, like which is like a kilometre away when you're growing up on a farm. Right. And so we lived down in a little place called Pihama and yeah, we like from day dot, like kindergarten, whatever, we went to school together. Willis was a couple of years older than me. Um so I kind of just got intro to Amy as Willis's wife. We're oh, so much sweet. more than that now, but like, yeah, well, I grew up with him. Oh, I didn't realise that. I thought yeah. you guys went to school together. Yeah, so we, we were at Girls High together for a year, I think. Yeah. And I, you had, I think you were, because you went to boarding school. At fifth form. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can remember Renee. You won't remember me, but I can remember Why? you. <laughs> I don't have a lot of memories from high school. I yeah, I left high school early. I was I finished fifth form and then did you took off up to Auckland to like not go to school again? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what did you do? I was do? a bit of a rebel like that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I went to. So I remember you from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember how lovely you were oh that's <laughs> nice because I'm always really nervous because I was just like no a lot. you were no I can remember that I can remember you were like had a lot of friends and a lot of energy and you were really nice oh, thank Thanks, god <laughs> no. but we never spoke but yeah. then I went to we've kind of had parallel yes lives agreed. in some way because yep. I left at the end of fifth form because I wasn't enjoying school. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that. Love learning, but it just I didn't really fit the mould. Okay. And so my mum said to me, if you're leaving, you will have to go do something. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to leave and just get a job. Oh, not right. that just getting a job, you know, is a bad thing, yeah. but you can go study something. So okay. I found the beauty therapy course. Did you start that at 16? Elite International? That's yeah, the one that that's you did. what I went to. On the North Shore? Yep. Wow. So that was a school, a training school, mm. that I that would let me in at the end of fifth form. Wow. At yep. 16. And so I had to go to an interview with them because I was young. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they accepted me. 
So cool. And so that was really cool. So I went, I moved up to Auckland and, um, and there was a big part of me, I think, that as a kid that I always, I had this thing for Auckland because I spent a lot of time there with my dad mm-hmm. and, um, and I had family up there. And so there was a part of me that wanted to experience living in Auckland as well. Yeah. So going to Auckland and studying at mm. Elite International, which is a beauty therapy, spa therapy school. Yeah, yeah. And you're um, in and out in like a year and fully and qualified. Yeah, which wow. is amazing. Mm. And so I lived at the Massey Uni. Oh, yeah, it was really close. Flats? Yep. Or the, yeah, with a whole bunch of students. And I had a fake ID. And- <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> so did I. I had my sisters because I was also 17 when I started. And everyone's older, right? Yeah. And we'd go to the Bulling Gate in Albany. <laughs> Yes, and I, I used, remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I went there too. <laughs> and so I had this fake ID and I was hanging out with all these 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun, but it was a lot for a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Did you go straight to a job from that? Yeah. So I finished and then I... Got a job in Auckland for a bit, and then I moved back to New Plymouth because I burnt out a little bit. You know, I think being that young and partying, yeah, and a lot of pressure. Studying, yeah, yeah. It was, I found it pretty, hard. It wasn't like what everyone says it is. It's quite intense. Yeah, you know, practical exams, like you know, someone watching over you exactly. Like I, I, I lost it after my exams. I was so stressed out. Yeah, it was. It's a lot harder than what I thought it would be yes there's a lot of anatomy and physiology and there's yeah so there was a lot of study and only that you're like you've moved out of home you're doing your own meals you know you're Mm. doing your washing it's like all of this growing up adult yeah like you've become a yeah and I'm very creative and quite unstructured person okay and so that's probably what I found hard is that I was having to create the structure for myself and yeah. look after myself and mm, mm. um yeah but I got through it and yeah. it was it was heaps of fun and then I moved back to New Plymouth and got a job as a beauty therapist in yeah. a um Devon House of Beauty <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah I think I did know that yeah yeah and so that was cool because I was like a lot of my friends were just finishing school and so mm. I had and you probably had the same experience and so I had I was earning money and I was you know flatting and doing that sort of stuff and so that was awesome I think what that gave me is leaving school early and thank thanking my mum for saying you know go do something get a qualification yeah gave me you know, I was able to get a job really easily yes. from a young age. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoyed that working, making money and being able to have that independence to do what I wanted to do. Because yeah. that's ultimately what I love is to do what I want. She doesn't like being <laughs> caged, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cage this chick out. Um, yeah. So then travel? Travel. So, yeah, went, was working in New Plymouth. Wasn't really enjoying being a beauty therapist. It wasn't my thing, but, you know, it was it was a job. And then a job opportunity came up for um, working for Qantas mm-hmm. as an international flight attendant. Ooh. Dream. Yeah. Yeah, which was a dream of mine as a, as a young girl. Yeah. So it was, yeah. That, and so was being a beauty therapist, I think, or a makeup artist. So I sort of ticked that box and then went and got a job with Qantas. Flew around the world for 
I think about 18 months. Wow. Cool. And went to heaps of awesome countries. Um, spent a lot of time in the States doing that, and but went to places like South Africa and around Asia and Japan and um, China. So cool. Which was really cool. Made heaps of fun friends. Cool. But to be able to do that and get paid to do it at a young age. Yeah. You think about people who saved their butts off to go on the OE mm. and were just so broke. You, you know, got like, paid to do really it. It's a cool way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I thought so too. And it was, yeah, again, lots of partying yeah, <laughs> and lots of jet lag. So after about 18 months, I thought, no, this isn't for me. Um, and then from there, yeah, a, a range of different jobs yeah, up in Auckland. And then I decided, I came back to New Plymouth for a bit and then went traveling. I went traveling with um, Willis's sister, Lauren, who you know, That's right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we had heaps of fun together. And this is kind of where my interest in business started because I moved to um, Canada. We were living in Whistler for a winter season. Mm-hmm. And I got a job at a like a health center. Mm. And so it wasn't beauty therapy. It was I, I worked as like a massage therapist. There was a yoga center there. Mm-hmm. They sold, um, like they made their own products. And so they... That kind of introduced me into this way of um, well-being, I guess, mm. and and way of living. And also the way that that job worked was that I um, I was a, like a freelancer. Oh. So they didn't employ me and pay me as like a staff member. I was a um, – the setup was like a freelancer. So I ran my own business within that business. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that was that gave me this insight into, cool, I can make quite a bit more money by setting up, you know, I guess the way that I work like this, like a freelancer, like a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I traveled around the world, because that was like my OE, I, a lot of places around the world worked like that. So when I lived in London... The same thing again. I worked as a contractor yep. in a health spa, mm-hmm. and then um, and so again, I would I could choose my own hours, and so I would work yeah. when I was in London, and then I would travel around Europe and come back. And it was a good way to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's a big struggle in that industry yeah. is that you move to London and you're on like four pounds fifty p an hour. Yes. Like, you can't travel the world on that. Yeah. And massive hours, weekends, late nights, it's not as pretty as it looks. No, it wasn't. And, then, and it, was, it was enough money to keep traveling. Yeah. yeah. Ultimate. Yeah, which was awesome. And, yeah, so I had heaps of fun over there. And then I, um, what did I do? I met, so I met someone while I was overseas, and then we were traveling together, and then we moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. And... That was where I, um, so I was introduced, just going back a little bit, when I was in Whistler, that's when I was introduced to yoga. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed that whole, not just uh, like the physical exercise of that, but the whole philosophy and lifestyle yeah. that yeah. came with that. And yeah. Um, yeah, and got into meditation and found that that was really helpful for my mental well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had experienced anxiety at a young age, for, in my early twenties, and um, and 
experienced some panic attacks while I was traveling yeah. and didn't actually know what they were and yeah. sort of freaked out, took myself to hospital when thinking that I was like, couldn't oh, breathe, couldn't God. breathe, yeah. something was happening with my heart. Having and a heart like, attack, yeah. Which was, so yeah, I learned a lot about what was actually happening with my body and why I was you know, responding or reacting in this way to, mm. to stress. Mm. Is that something you still struggle with? Well, or, or not? I think so. Like I do have anxiety is, um, I think for me now it's a, I, I've built a relationship with it. So I do still get anxiety yeah. or anxious about certain things. Um, I really know my body now. So it's hence, you know, the caffeine it's, I can, I can gauge when I'm, yeah my body's not really coping yeah okay. with stress and yeah. so i can use different tools now to like meditation okay to help myself to control yeah, yeah to help yeah. it okay so awesome. sorry carry on yeah yeah so where was i i was in london and then traveling london traveling and then went to australia and that's when i was living in um, manly in sydney mm -hmm. and that was a really special time of my life i did a yoga teacher training there um, and just started to do a lot of study in the holistic health industry. Yeah, great. So I stayed, I really enjoyed massage and body work. So mm -hmm. I kept doing that and then, um, yes, went into more movement types of therapy, like yoga, uh, studied yoga therapy and then, um, yeah, and then did Do you know what I love, like listening to this? You are not afraid to mix shit up, eh? Oh, yeah, you are not scared to be like, mm, I'm going to pivot to this. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a lot to do with my um, creativity yeah. and my style of creativity, which is really stems from my curiosity. Okay. And I am very curious. My business partner, Sina, will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I tend to, yeah, if I'm interested in something, I'm curious about something, I'll try it. Yeah, and it's cool. served me a lot in my life and sometimes it hasn't served me. Yeah. But it's always been a positive yeah. outcome because I've learned a lot from it. So Amazing. Which is why I think I was attracted to yeah, more kind of holistic yeah, approach. Approaches. Um and you know, what does holistic mean? So looking more at body mind mm. connection and that kind of took me down um, more, you know, Eastern philosophies of yeah. well-being and, yeah, practices like meditation. But it's interesting because I think, I hear those words and I think like, woo. Yeah, it's a bit woo-woo. <laughs> I am a but bit woo-woo. But you're not, you're actually not woo-woo because you're totally like I think it's normal... become way more, probably in the last five years, in my opinion, it's become way more mainstream 100%. Well, you can say mainstream yeah. because people are realizing that our busy hustle lives of having to have two working parents and the stresses now yeah, on social media out. and phones and blah, 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 that all this, that holistic approach actually really helps. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And I think for me, it's been a lot about making it accessible for people. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of dove into that world quite deeply. Yeah. And when I was living in Australia, I was, you know, I was right into yoga and I was right into this, the lifestyle and I was doing, you know, a lot of different things um, in that world and that kind of spiritual industry, wellness industry. Um, and, and then I, yeah, I, I just went through different life experiences that 
mellowed it out a bit for me, I think, or just gave me a interest in, um, yeah, making it accessible, making it more mainstream, approachable yeah, okay, for people. Yeah, okay, not like this extreme version yeah, of... Yeah, which is fine, I think, but it's what... it's Because for me, it's ultimately things like yoga and meditation and well-being, whatever it is, is um, a doorway into spirituality yeah and not as a religion but as something that we can you know like you talked about gratitude Mm. you know ways that we can connect with our lives and you know and just be aware be aware yeah Yeah. so yeah see I love this it's not like (laughs) no well this is what I love is that when I talk to you about it I don't feel like you're like looking into my soul and judging my poor decisions yeah because we're humans right yeah and we're gonna and we're meant to fuck up we're meant to make mistakes we're meant to yeah go through lots of different experiences and I think what's important for me is that we like myself and then you know what I do in my work is that people have access to a w- different ways and tools and therapies to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, there's no one size fits all. Yeah, great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Okay, so from Manly. So from to... Manly, I went to um, Margaret River, which is a, um, which is Western Australia, so yeah. south of Perth. Um, and that was another really special time. I opened my first business there. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. This is like a real walk down memory lane. I know, but I'm like, listen, <laughs> make me feel a bit emotional. Things you yeah. are a weapon, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was. A, yeah. I have. I had a really cool life up until you know, like it's. it's and I'm still young, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Margaret River was amazing, and that was like a. That time of my life was quite like it integrated everything that I had been learning up until now so you can Mm -hmm. hear that like I learned a lot and had a lot of different experiences and so I met um this amazing woman Mumu who is a good friend of mine but I haven't seen her for years but we still keep in touch and we went into business with each other and Mm -hmm. she invited me in and um yeah I said yes I don't know how the fuck I did it because (laughs) You were curious. I was and you curious. Made it <laughs> yeah. And so we opened up a we we had a wellness center together. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Just stopping for a minute. Like when you live overseas, like I lived in Australia too for like eighteen months before I travelled. But I just think it's so much harder when you're away from family, away from home, to make this really massive decision. Oh yeah. You I see. Just, I found it easier. You just strike <laughs> me as like the most fearless person. Yeah. You're just like oh. So I tried this. To go. Oh, so I just opened this business. I yeah. just said yes. I don't think that I'm fearless. So I, I do really feel my fears. Do you? But I just, I think, because I, my curiosity is so strong. Yeah. I, yeah, I just do it. Because I, if I didn't do it, I'd be thinking about it. And Have regrets. Yeah. So went into business with Mumu and it was awesome. And we had a really cool wellness center in Margaret River. They offered, you know, like yoga, Pilates, um, massage, and yeah, a whole lot of other different therapies, mm-hmm. sound bowls, and like naturopath and that sort of stuff. So that was cool. So meeting some incredible people yeah, on this it. journey, 
and from all around the world who had done, you know, yeah, just really smart, creative, um, curious like me. Yeah. People who... So uh, you just found your space. And yeah. The people. And they were all keen to help people, support people to feel well, to be creative, yeah. to... Yeah, so that was that was awesome. And then, um, where did I go from Margaret River? How long did you have that business for? I think that was two years, maybe. Because mm-hmm. then I, at that time, yeah, I had a change in, um, I, was, I, cause I was in a relationship over there. So that ended. And then I stayed for a bit. And then, yeah, I decided I wanted to move back to Sydney. So, you know, packed up all my stuff. I had a dog um, that I co-owned with a friend of mine that was in Sydney, um, Lizzie, who's amazing. So she had, Lizzie had cancer, breast cancer, and so she um, needed help with her dog. And so I took her dog in and looked after him for a year. And then, so me and him flew back to Sydney um, and lived with my friend Lizzie for a bit. And, um, yeah, and then we... I was there and I was going to start something in Sydney. Like that was my plan. I was in Manly and that was that felt like me. Mm. Manly did really feel like home. It still kind of does. I do miss it. Mm. And then um, and then Willis texts me. He <laughs> <laughs> texts you. Let's and go. my life changed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What was he? What's up, girl? Yeah, so this is probably, How this you is like doing? probably this, yeah, the, the next stage of my life. Okay. Yeah. And so he, um, Willis and I were, had been friends for years. I actually met Willis before I met Lauren and mm-hmm. then that's when Lauren and I met and then we went traveling. But, and that's why I can't believe that we haven't crossed paths sooner. Cause yeah. in our twenties, like I lived away and Willis lived back here, but when we'd come back for like the races or a Butler's concert or something, we'd always come back together and party together. Yeah. And then he lived with Jenna and Sean, my yeah. sister. And so we would always just have that kind of circle of friends. Yeah, we didn't we didn't come across each other nah. though. Yeah. Well we have now. I know. <laughs> I mean I'm <laughs> so God. pleased about it. <laughs> Me too. Um yeah, so we well it was really funny, backtracking, when the I when I went overseas to um on my OE mm. We were at the airport, Lauren and I, and there was a bunch of, you know, like friends and family. They all come and say goodbye. Yeah, and that's what happened. Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we were all saying goodbye and Willis was there. And then I got on the plane and I read this text message and it was a joke. He was joking, but he was, he said to me, um, you know, have a good time and we'll marry one day. Oh. And, and this was like, he'll, I said this actually in our vows at our wedding because I find it so funny because we, it was a joke. But then, you know, all this time later, I did all my travels and did all this, you know, all the things. And then, um, and then I was in Sydney, kind of at a crossroads. Like mm-hmm. I'd left Margaret River and completed that business, completed the relationship. And, um, and then he texts me and he was like, how are you going? Oh, my God. And I think that someone had told him that I was single. <laughs> well god bless that person i'm pretty sure that someone had told him that i think it was rusty was oh like, yes yeah. <laughs> oi get and in now boy or you're gonna miss out yeah <laughs> and so we yeah funny so he texted me anyway came back to new zealand for new year's and we hung out he bought me a ticket to some concert on waiheke island oh, romantic yeah <laughs> and then we um 
Yeah, and we hooked up, and that summer we hung out. I went back to Sydney for a bit, and then I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to get on a plane and move back to New Plymouth and give it a go yeah. with Willis. So glad yeah, you did. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and so, and that was, and that sounds like really dreamy, but it was, we, so we gave it a go. We got pregnant in six months. Wow. And we weren't trying, but we were obviously not being careful. Yeah. And so that was like, yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah. And that's Max. And that's Max. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Amazing. And that's Max. So me and Willis, yeah, so Willis and I were together for six months having fun. Yes. And, um, and then all of a sudden we're like, parents, we're going to be parents. And we was probably still working out whether we were going to stay together or yeah, yeah. I was going to stay in New Plymouth. Mm. And so yeah, Max made that decision for us. <laughs> it's not like you guys were like full randoms though. You know, no, like you've not known at all. him for years. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. Mm. Um, yeah. So we, we had a baby together and then, um, and that was like a massive change for me. I think I went from this free spirited, mm. curious, traveling, mm. nomad, gypsy, yeah, to mum living in back home, living back home. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was. It was hard for me. I'm going to be really honest. Yeah, do um, because I think we all feel a little bit like that. As out. much as I was really ready to be a mum, I just could not wait to have kids. It. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And um, and I think I thought that, like, I had a really intense birth experience with Max that resulted in an emergency cesarean. Okay. And so I had this, That'll like, dream of, you know, being this kind of yoga earth mother. mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's so disappointing when it doesn't oh, happen like and that. And it didn't, and it really didn't happen. Like, it happened the complete opposite of oh, what I God. thought. And so, and that was... Um, I think I just, I, at the time, I didn't really know what was happening. But looking back, there was a lot of, you know, loss and, I guess, grief around, you know, this expectation of how I thought it was going to be and that not happening. And then, so, obviously, like, loved Max and loved, loved him. But the experience of becoming a mum in that first year was really, really hard. It's a and, massive adjustment, right? Mm. Yeah, and I just didn't think that, like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I definitely did suffer more in silence around that because I, I felt a lot of shame around not being this, like, natural mum. what does that, that even mean? I know, I know. It was 100% my own expectations, yeah. which, and I'm really okay with it. Like, I think that, like, it taught me a lot about the reality yeah. for myself. Yeah. And but it's almost like mourning. I do remember this. I Mace was about 14 months old and I was pregnant with Thea and I turned 30. I was so depressed about that day. Yeah. Like I was like, why am I not so happy about like this milestone? We had our home, we were married and I was pregnant with my second child. Mm. I should be over the moon. Yeah. And it wasn't about that I wasn't happy in the place I was at. I was sad to say goodbye to my 20s because yeah. they were so fun <laughs> and a different fun. Yeah. But that time in my life had really passed. Yeah. And just that milestone birthday brought it all 
to home to me. It brought it all being like, oh, okay, by the 20-year-old me or mm. the 10 years of those 20s, which were wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just felt sad 20s. that I was like, but now, you know, I'm at the other end and they're totally coming back. <laughs> <laughs> to <Yeah>. a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I think that's what it was. It was not, I just didn't realise that when you become a mum, that there's also going to be a sense of loss, which was yeah. that, that's what it was for me. I agree. And like what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So I wasn't sure how to create the space for myself to grieve this loss mm-hmm. of the old Amy. Mm. Cause you can't like, I feel like you can't talk about it without either being judged or feeling bad about it. Cause you oh, should yeah. be so happy that you're a mum. but there is the grief yeah. of your old life and this new identity, mm. which I think is a lot about what, you guys talk about you women talk about is is you know who the fuck are we yeah mm-hmm. and that's I that hit me like a bat <laughs> yeah okay and so um and then also all the hormones and like oh. and all that you know loving that child so much and yeah it was it was a lot and I'm definitely like a big feeler I feel my emotions feel hard yeah and so yeah, that was that was interesting. And then I went. So for me, what was my coping mm-hmm. mechanism? But what also was really helpful was leaning towards my creativity, which was working. And mm. um, and you know, I loved my, what I did in my work. And so it was it was like being back in New Plymouth and figuring out how do I do what I was doing overseas which was more of a career, yeah. like being a yoga teacher and being a um, Pilates teacher and you know having wellness centres and that kind of thing was really big over in Aussie. Mm. I feel like it always, I don't know if you agree with this, but just slightly ahead yeah, yeah, I think of so. the game than what 100%. we are in New Zealand with yeah. especially health and wellness. Yeah, and especially uh, ahead because New Plymouth again was, yes. yeah. yeah, like I think when I first moved back here, there was one yoga studio. There's quite a lot now. Yeah. Yeah, so I... Went back to work, got a job in a um, a yoga studio, and did uh, opened a business doing like body work, massage, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I decided to go into business here again with um, like open my own space. So I went into partnership and um, founded co-founded Tahi, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah, which yeah. is a really epic well-being center here in Taranaki now and they're doing some incredible things um yeah so had open tahi which was such a cool journey and we grew amazingly over Mm. to over the two years Mm. that I was there Amy how did you like in terms of opening the business at Margaret River versus opening tahi with a little baby yeah how did it feel for you did it feel way heavier doing tahi or harder yeah and in some ways it did and then well it was very different because I think for me becoming a mum and then having to um like I had to be a lot more organized and structured even though I'm not an organized and structured person um by nature yeah I had to there's you, times a lot more limited as a mother, as yeah. a lot of people listening and as you Absolutely. both know. Mm. And so I had to really learn how to prioritise my time. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Like yeah. I wasn't perfect at that. But 
in some ways I found it easier than opening the business in Margaret River. Really? Because, yeah, because I was a, yeah, just a different, a lot more focused. Okay. And, um, you utilize your time better as yeah, a mother, yeah, I think. Yeah, you've got limitations. I can't yeah. even fathom what I did before I had kids with my day. <laughs> and I think I you, can, you grow a capacity <laughs> too. Hey? Yeah. Like my capacity grew more around um, like my resilience to to stress and to yeah, yeah. different things around because it is it is a stressful process starting a business and a physical space as well um and you know and we we fitted out the space yeah so and I did that with my stepdad um and he who's who's a builder who was a builder and so that was such a fun experience. Yeah, cool. cool. It was, yeah, it was cool. And like Willis obviously had to step up a lot with um, Max. We just had Max at that time. And and that we had to navigate that a lot with each other in terms of communication. Yes. <laughs> but I think if you like make that the norm from the get-go that you're kind of like equal parenting, yeah. then that's just how it should proceed, right? Yeah, well, that's it. And so it's like, and that sounds... It's easier said than done, hey. Totally. So we like we're still navigating that around, you know, because I do have a business mm. and, um, like I'm in my second business here in Taranaki now. But it's so he's experienced two startups with me, <laughs> <laughs> and he's never owned a business. He's he's he has always worked, and so yeah. it's a lot different to be have a. Um, you know, and be employed and have that kind of security around yep. salary and income, yeah. income and hours and all of that yep. sort of stuff. And um, not understanding that, like, when you own a business, it's like, especially in these days and times, that it is 24-7. 100%. Oh, and you're thinking about it all the time. I do. I think about it all the time. It's really, it's such a discipline to try and switch off mm. from it. Um, and so, yeah, we learned it. We're still learning, but it's it's awesome. It's part of marriage and our partnership is to yeah to learn how how do we do this together yeah and he's help each other he's obviously a very supportive person for well, you he's pretty chill he's very chill is he yeah very chill and like you know willis yeah Renee. He's, yeah he, and willis has values that um sometimes have tr yeah they've challenged me okay but they've actually been really um, amazing for me yeah. in terms of you know his family values and his values around growing a family mm -hmm. and um and being you know a, a husband and a partner and yeah and he's just got, does he's look got different like I feel like yeah. yeah and we're quite similar in this way like you know I just think if you have that kind of I like how you say curiosity because I feel like I've got that as well. Yeah. Like I'm always like, what next? That's you why know? you're super creative. <laughs> I don't think I am, but she we'll work on that. She can't draw a doodle. I can't but draw she... a stick man, so I can draw a stick man. But like Nathan and I moving through this um, journey of me kind of coming out of motherhood and like wanting to open a business and he almost has the like – um, he's just like, like, are you happy with like what we've got now? I'm like, yeah, I am, but I want more. Yeah, yeah. and it just like it's quite mind blowing for him, and we kind of have to communicate that is that he just has to strap in and get ready for the ride because this, <laughs> this is who you are. <laughs> this is who I am, yeah. and he knows it, and he's just like, whatever, all right then. Like, but I still feel like he doesn't fully understand my passion and drive. Yeah, 
And I think, like, Willis is the same. And I don't think he'll ever really understand it, but he accepts me. Yeah. Mm. And that's so important. Yeah. And that's, and I think we'll, like, we've still got a lot of life to live together, hopefully. So it's, yeah. it'll be a constant. Mm. Um, so tell us a bit about Be Well, Good. Be Well and Good. Be Well and Good. Yeah. Okay. So I had Tahi and, um, and then I went through some big life experiences and adversity while I was at Tahi and, um, and I got pregnant with my daughter. And so I'll go on to that soon. Sure. Yeah. But there was a lot of, um, yeah, big life stuff that happened. And so I made the decision to, to leave Tahi and, um, and focus fully on Be Well and Good. Yeah. Which was at the time called Be Well. And so the way Be Well started, and this is like another part of my life that I kind of really pivoted. Mm. And um, so opened two, two centers, wellness centers, working a lot with um, small business owners in the wellness industry. Mm-hmm. And at Tahi, we, at one stage we had, you know, 12 businesses running from the space. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of those businesses would, you know, come to me for advice around, uh, like content creation and um, branding and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, which definitely like that wasn't in my professional background mm-hmm. other than starting businesses and kind of winging it through yeah. that process. Mm. So I did sort of know more than what I gave myself credit for. Yeah. Um, creativity for me has always been writing. So I've, I've, written for like since I was a kid okay and I would so like journal journal write stories um like write about a lot of different things and so that was always my like creative medium to lean towards was writing mm. um throughout my 20s I did do a few writing courses and so when I was at Tahi I did um yeah I started doing something called content strategy and copywriting for businesses in the wellness industry okay and so that I was like, cool, I can make some money out of this. Mm. Like this is another branch to what I do. Yeah. It was completely different from what I was doing. Yeah. Like because but I was it working, complimented it really well. But it complimented it really well. And I really loved the business side of it, of things. Yeah. And that's that's something I wanted to focus on. Like I loved the startup process. I love challenge. Mm. And um, even though I get stressed from it sometimes and uh, anxious and all of those things, but you know, I, I love moving through those challenges because I always learn more about myself. Yeah, amazing. And so, um, so yeah, that, that kind of branched off into this business idea of, cool, I, I would really like to help businesses get clear on their, their content, their messaging, um, especially people in the wellness industry then when I was working, working predominantly with, um, yeah, people in that industry was because a lot of them found it difficult to make it tangible what they did mm. or to put it wasn't it, their strength though because yeah. you're kind of doing your, like your creative thing and then to actually make it a business is a whole different whole different yeah it's a it's a whole different process and a lot of those businesses just winged it like they didn't go and work with a brand strategist and yeah. um they would go get a logo and mm. you know and just pay the person that prints it to make it for you yeah and also creatives generally don't have that um, structure yeah <laughs> and like the you know the the know-how around like 
yeah, the structure of a, of setting up a business. Yeah. They're just like, I'm really good at drawing or I'm really amazing at dancing. Yeah, and which is what think, You know, and it is, it's a great idea, but you need to, we've talked about this heaps, hey, mm. like outsource what you're not good at. Yeah, outsource. And, and to outsource, it's about finding, you know, the right people to do it for you mm. and also to fit in with people's budgets and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So that's where... I um, so I was doing content strategy and uh, copywriting, and then people through content strategy, I would um, people needed imagery and you know websites and all of that sort of stuff. So I started to collaborate more with creatives and people in um, you know creative roles mm. to link these businesses to the right resources and people to yeah make their ideas come to life. Amazing. Um, Such a good idea. So good, yeah. And then that's when I met Sina, who is my business partner. Yeah. And we decided to merge our brands, which mm-hmm. is why the brand is called Be Well and Good, because it was called Be Well, and she had Good Creative Studio. Mm-hmm. And so we we blended the well and the good. Yeah. Um, and we have an overarching focus of well-being. Yeah, mm. great. And so you can check out our website. Mm. Um can add it Shameless in the show notes. Plug, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but you can check out our website. I think that's the best place to go or our social media page to actually get like a feeling for the vibe. It's hard to explain because well-being will always be my main focus and what yeah. I do, but it looks quite differently than, you know, the than how we might think well-being is. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily for me the, you know, like the perfect kind of meditation looking photo of that person on a tropical beach or I love your imagery on this yeah, website too. it's so unhinged yeah and so I, it's about for me it's really well-being is really about creativity and um and what does creativity mean well it can mean a lot of different things but it's uh at the heart of it for me it's curiosity mm. and being curious about who you are and what you want Exploring and that. Exploring that and expressing yourself. Um, and so now with the business we do, I work, I call myself a business coach or a business mentor. Yeah. Um, and I have done, you know, some qualifications in business coaching yeah. to get like the formalities of it. But the way I like to work with people now is, is to s- help them befriend their creative process because mm. I hear a lot of people talking and I'm interested in language and the way we talk about ourselves because I think the way that we talk about ourselves ultimately becomes like our beliefs about ourselves. I, that's so funny because I've had conversations with you before and you've said, so why did you say that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> she's judging you. <laughs> <laughs> she and I'm like, more. because, um, and then I'm like, oh, like you know you're like listening to not just what I'm saying but like listening to the words I'm using as to like is that the right is that what you're trying to say is that what that means is that you know it's amazing yeah and that's and I like hope that when I do that I'm making you feel um you know like safe and supportive oh of course but I'm it like challenges my because I talk so much shit (laughs) about what particularly about myself you know I'll be like no I'm just a mum like I don't know you know and you would be like so uh, do you want to think about that and say well I would remove the word just yeah totally (laughs) see but I love that I always come away from my conversations with you just being like I want to be like Amy (laughs) she's so cool it's I think 
yeah, interested in language and mindset, and I've done different things in like NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, and, and language is big. The words yeah. that we speak do, about ourselves especially, mm. do become, you know, neural pathways yeah. uh, that create beliefs yeah. um, about ourselves. And so I think that something that I have that I know I have and I think this has been innate for me as a as a strong belief in myself yeah mm-hmm. so I do ex- still experience fear mm. and I have a like a gnarly inner critic mm. I think we talked about this yes. Renee about yeah. like imposter syndrome totally like I have it crippling sometimes like when I arrived here today I felt like I was gonna I've never seen you like that mm. felt like my lip was quivering <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better now yeah I feel better now good but it was just the, an- the anticipation is because I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform yeah to do well and it's not coming it's coming from a place of really caring about the work that I'm doing and the words that I speak and it's nice to know that you're still real even though you've got all these tools of relaxing meditation yoga life yeah you're still a real person who's just like I got nervous this morning oh 100% Mm. very real sharing that is like really good to share that you're just still normal human being you know, yeah. and I think for what you're doing now, like you're saying, oh, you know, say with the business coaching, you're like, oh, I kind of looked into that. But just your experiences alone in your already short life, yeah. you have experienced so much that that alone can help so many people. I think so. And I think I, I want to encourage people more and more to reference their their life experiences Mm. you know not because you know we can have our qualifications and and that's really important too to have you know to to learn and to actually go and invest in learning and gaining knowledge in Mm. something but also balance with our lived experiences is amazing so Mm. yeah encouraging people to really embrace their lived experiences um and that's i think for me with the business now it's yeah and within all of that within creating tahi and then be well and then it became be well and good um i yeah i went through a lot of adversity and that has taught me a lot about being real amazing because i yeah do you want me to go into my story yeah. around? So what I'm going to do, because we're at an hour, yeah. we're going to do a part two. Okay. I would love that too. Cause yeah, because I'm, I'm deep. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to rush this next part. So guys, part one, done. Are you happy to do another one, Amy? 100%. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm full Because part two's deep. probably, yeah, part two's big. Yeah, and yeah. we definitely and we need to we need to give that time. more than 10, 15 minutes. I agree. Okay. All right. right Thanks for now. having me. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys back for part two. Loving right. this. Okay, guys. See you. Bye. Bye.